0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the 808 Podcast. Podcasts where I interview business owners, CEOs, executives, whoever else I feel like. Four questions, eight minutes and eight seconds, because 808 looks like, Bob, and here we go. Number one, a couple sentences. Tell me who you are and what do you do.
1: Thanks, Bob. My name is Josh Shacknow. I'm a Canadian immigration lawyer. I'm based out of Toronto, Ontario. I primarily build technology to help Canadian companies bring tech workers into canada so building tech teams inside canada and then i do a little bit of podcasting and just business blogging on the side as well
0: perfect josh number two what is the minimum income to sponsor an immigrant go
1: yeah so i get asked this a lot by different types of companies some are already inside canada some are actually outside canada thinking about expanding into canada maybe opening up uh, dev shops or near shore offices in canada and the short answer is that there isn't a hard numerical value or revenue requirement for a specific company in order to sponsor immigrants. Instead, it's a little bit more of a subjective process of proving that you, as a company, are, number one, a legitimate company, right? So you're, you are or will be operating in Canada providing goods and services, number one. And secondly, that you can afford to pay said immigrant, right? So obviously, the government doesn't want Companies bringing people into the country, giving them authorization to come into the company uh, country, only for months later, the company to go bust, the company not to be able to afford to pay their salary. And now all of a sudden, we have someone who's maybe uplifted their life and their family's life and settled in Canada, and now they're unemployed, right? So the longer answer to the question is really the company has to prove that they can afford to pay the salary for the length of the time that they want to bring the worker into Canada. This is usually done in one of two ways. Firstly, there's a list of documents that the government asks for. So they say, hey, listen, there's a few of these documents, things you can imagine like tax returns. Uh, T4. So in Canada, our uh, wages, or salaries are paid through T4 slips. So uh, I forget what the U.S. equivalent is, but basically... W-2. W-2 is, so here it's called a T-4. So basically they're asking for things like T-4s, tax returns, et cetera, et cetera, official government documentation to prove, hey, we've been paying people in the past. You can see our income statement. You can see our balance sheet. We can clearly afford to pay this new person into the future. That's number one. Now, a lot of more established companies can use that route, but a lot of newer companies might not have tax returns, right? Or they might be a brand new company. And they might not have any uh, documents showing, you know, ongoing revenue and stuff like that. And so the government also accepts what's called an attestation letter. So this is a letter drafted by a lawyer or a CPA, Chartered Professional Accountant, in good standing, who is swearing that, hey, I've looked at the company's documents, they've shared their finances with me, I've seen things like bank statements, and I am swearing on my status and good standing that they can, in fact, afford to pay this person this this amount of money. So there's kind of two ways about it. Like I said, there's no one magic number. Hey, you need this much revenue per year to sponsor an immigrant. Uh, there are ways around that, basically in the sense that if you can prove that you have the finances to do it, then it can be done. So hopefully that's kind of a yep. not too long, but long enough answer to explain the, uh, the question.
0: That was actually perfect timing there. So let's get to question number three. What other CEOs, founders, executives that you personally know that you want to give a shout out to?
1: Yeah. So I always love to plug other immigration tech founders because quite frankly, there's just not a ton of immigration tech out there right now. So three, three that I've met personally, this is U.S. Immigration Tech. Mm-hmm. A good friend of mine, his name is Roman Zelichenko. He runs a um, tech company called Laborless, amongst other things that helps with some immigration compliance stuff. Uh, Zhao Wang is a founder of B- uh, Boundless which is a US immigration platform that I believe helps with things like green cards and family sponsorships. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Ramesh Badani is a CEO that runs a company called Bridge.Legal. They do something similar building immigration tech for companies based in the US. So I'm all about promoting other immigration tech. So I wanted to throw their names out there.
0: Perfect. I'll look them up here. Number four, final fun question, Josh. Tell me about your most epic sale.
1: Yeah, I don't have an epic sale, Bob. I, I thought about this for a while. I'm an immigration lawyer, right? So my sale stuff is like pretty boring. I would say that the sale for me that sticks out the most was my first sale. I'll never forget it because I had a, I guess, more unique start to my career where I jumped into starting my own law firm. And so the, the very first sale just always stuck out to me because... It was just so special and it was just kind of a fluke of a talk to the right person who was a friend of a friend who happened to need something at the right time related to immigration and who was willing to give me a chance. And luckily it it worked out really well. So what I would say is, uh, you know, maybe not the most epic in the world, but especially if you're starting out, just talk to everybody you can and promote your services as honestly and professionally as you can and you never know what can come of it.
0: Absolutely. I love that story there, Josh. You've got two minutes and 50 seconds left. You can do some promo time. You can ask me a question. You can talk about the weather, whatever you want. weekend in early. I am flexible. Go for it.
1: Can I do some promo and ask you a question?
0: You can do both if we have time.
1: Awesome. Okay. So, I mean, I'd love to just say if, if you're a Canadian company looking for help with immigration, bringing in tech talent, or if you're a company outside of Canada and you're interested in moving people inside of Canada, opening up an office there, definitely check out our website at visto.ai, V-I-S-T-O oai if you have no interest in that, but you kind of like some of my answers, uh, I do a lot of blogging, emailing, podcasting of my own, just kind of sharing my business journey. And you can follow along at solopreneurgrind.com to get more of my business stuff as well. Bob, I was curious to know from, from your end, what, what have been some of the most interesting or exciting guests that you've had on the show or maybe answers that kind of surprised you the most, especially about the epic sale? That, that question jumped out at me.
0: So my personal favorite story was, now I don't even remember the person's name because I've done so many of these. Here's what it was. He says, I gave a guy my N64 to dump his girlfriend. <laughs> Two years later, we were married. Wow. So obviously not to the guy who, you know, the girl, not the guy he gave his N64 to. Mm-hmm. So that is one of my personal favorite ones.
1: Right. Are, are, comes... are, are a lot, like, what percentage of, of them are like that crazy?
0: Uh, that crazy, jeez, I'm pulling some out of my butt, but maybe like
1: 10%. Right. Very cool. I love it.
0: So that part there. So yeah, and uh, best advice, my personal favorite advice I've ever gotten on this podcast, treat your business like a cup of coffee. Coffee requires four things. You need a cup, you need water, you need heat, and you need beans. With those four things, you can make coffee. And once you have that, now focus on the cream and sugar. Hmm. There we go. Okay, so we got, like we got 50 seconds left. Anything else you want to add or we can end early?
1: I don't think so. I think that's uh, that's, that's good it. to me. Yeah. We unless... are done there.
0: You pulled it off, Josh. Four questions in eight minutes and eight seconds. Josh, why is it eight minutes and eight seconds?
1: It's eight minutes and eight seconds because it looks like Bob.
0: It does look like Bob. Your website, say it real quick.
1: Visto.ai.
0: It's in the description. It's magic. Josh, thank you so much for being on. Tip of the hat to you.
1: Thanks very much, Bob. I appreciate it.
0: You're welcome for everyone else watching or listening. I am legally required to tell you to like, share, comment, subscribe, thumbs up, <laughs> ring the bell, whatever the heck the social media tells you to do. You'll have a wonderful day now. Talk to you later. Bye.